This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, you guys ready to get into the word here? Awesome, awesome. That's quiet. That's quiet now. You guys, you guys all tired Spend from praise? Spend it all your energy. <laughs> all right, well, you poured yourself out, so hopefully we can pour some word into you, all right? And so, um, so awesome. We're uh, in this new series. We're going to do two weeks on this, and we'll see how it goes. Um, and so I'm up here with my wife here, so we're going to be teaching this together. So, you know, pray for us, all right? Um, so I'll open us up in prayer, and we'll jump right into it. Uh, just to, before I do that, just as a heads up, we're going we're gonna to teach a little bit t- today. And then next week, we're going to do more of a Q&A session. So with my wife and I, and we'll have somebody kind of moderating it. So if you have any questions, just DM um, at My Sanctuary LA, either on our Instagram or our Facebook. Just direct message any question, anything about relationships, any type of context, anything like that. We really enjoy the nitty-gritty stuff. So yeah. please, like, because we, you know, our vision as a church is a real church for real people. So when we do a Q&A, we're not trying to be cute. All right, maybe a little bit. But we want to <laughs> but we want to keep it real, you know, in the context of the Word of God, all right? Because out there in the world, it's like being real. It's like, whoa, that's like, yikes, right? It could be a little too much. But we're going to be real within the context of the Word of God. Like, be real, and let's, let's, let's push that realness through the filter of the Word, so we can get some direction. Amen? Makes Amen. sense? So once again, please send us yeah. some questions. We're going to have some. We'll be ready. Um, <laughs> so, so we'll be ready with some questions. But if you have anything, and maybe some of your questions might come as a result of the message this morning. Um, I see some of you guys sitting over there. That's, uh, if you guys, we got some seats over here. Dang, we're kind of packed in here. Huh? Maybe we can put some seats back there. There's some seats so, on the front row. Yeah, front row if too. If you're right not here. afraid of the, the front These row. aren't any more anointed than any other seat. <laughs> Actually, here they're more those. anointed. Here comes there, there we go. Here Come on, give it up for these guys sitting, up. sitting in the We got some more room. up here. Um, and so anyway, <laughs> let, let's, let's open and pray. You guys ready to get into this? Jump right in. It's going to be fun. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, babe, you want to pray? Um, sure. Okay. I will open in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that we have the opportunity to come into your house and worship you and honor you and glorify you. And I just pray, Lord, as we move into this part of the service where we get to teach and share on your word, I pray, Lord, that that every heart is ready to receive what it is you have for them, that even as we speak, Lord, that we're speaking under the um, anointing of the Spirit of God, that every word that comes out of our mouths would be a blessing, that it would bear much fruit in people's lives. We thank you for this opportunity we have in this house this morning, Lord, and we give you the glory, the honor, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, babe. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, give it up for Crystal Gale here. He's been doing this all morning, so <laughs> I know. All right. All right. She looked good, though. She looked good, though. She looked good, though. Come on, now. Come on, now. Don't she look good up in here? Lord, thank you for my husband. Um, So today we want to talk about, today we're going to be building a foundation for next week. This is the foundation of all relationships. If you don't have this element in your relationships, you will not have successful, long-lasting, healthy relationships. So we wanted to start here. We wanted to build our foundation here and then go from, from where we start. So we hope that 
um, everything that we share today, um, pull something from it because it can apply to every type of relationship like we were mentioning, whether it's a spousal relationship, sisters, brothers, cousins, friends, parents, whatever the type of relationship, these are foundational principles that are important in every relationship. And we're really excited to share it because um, there's a lot of, we'll share some of our personal journey and some of our own personal struggles and just how God has moved in our lives to improve some of our relationships and maybe even um, helped us set up healthy boundaries in some relationships. Um, but we hope that it is a blessing to you and that you're able to apply some of this to your life and see the fruit of it in your lives as well. Yeah, um, that's good stuff. And so yeah, the, the title of it really is, I just, you can keep going here, but. Um, We'll jump in. But uh, relationships under construction because we're all working on it. Yeah. Other, Jesus is the only one not working on it. <laughs> and I don't care how long you've been saved or haven't been saved. We all are under construction. Mm -hmm. All right. And mm -hmm. relationships are just like that. I'm always working on it. Working on me, my responses, my attitude, my approach, understanding the other person. Um, and maybe the way they kind of filter things versus the way maybe I would, you know what I mean? So under construction isn't like, oh, like, you know, we're trying to help all of you. No, we, we understand relationships because we are people too. We have real lives. And so we, we're, we're, we're working on this thing too, you know, because somebody could have such a dynamic relationship with Jesus, so powerful, and yet they stumble in this area of relationships with humans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got some amens on that one. But, but you know, because Jesus is so perfect, there's no issue with him. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. It's just even with some of his people, it's like, what? Did they just say that to me? Right. So I understand that. That's just life. And it's like, we can do this thing by the Holy Spirit. We can do this thing. Yeah. We can have healthy, long-term relationships with yeah. people. Yeah. You don't have to be, oh, geez, only Jesus. <laughs> So all I got is Jesus. Everybody else hates me. No. Stop that. Look at your neighbor and say, stop that. Stop that. Now, understand, I'm not taking away from what has happened in relationships for you. Yeah. I'm not taking away from maybe you've just had, man, it's been hard. People are crazy. Right? I get it. But, but God's going to help you. And, and, and God, God wants and desires a relationship for you. That is God's heart for you. Mm -hmm. Healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And so... So we're going to start in Genesis, if you want to turn in your Bibles to Genesis 2.18. Scriptures will be up on the screen as well. Um, Genesis 2.18, it says, it's not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper, fit for him. And we hear this scripture all the time. It's not necessarily just talking about um, husband and wife, even though in this context, it's directly talking about Adam and Eve. Um, it's just not healthy that man be alone. That's right. You are not a lone ranger in this world. I can do it, me, myself, and I. No, we are meant to be in relationship with people. And it's cool that even at the start of scripture, like in Genesis, the very first thing um, God does in terms of creating man in relationship, um, he creates man and then he creates a helper right. for him, for relationship, for friendship, for, for um, procreation, for many things, and it's so cool that that is part of the creation story. That's right. part of the, one of the first things that God made was man and helper. So it's cool that even from the beginning of scripture, you see that God's priority is always that um, we're in relationship 
with people. Right, and in a sense too, God looked at him like, wow, God, he's got me, but he's still alone. So it's possibly walking with the Lord and still suffer with loneliness because you got him, but God's looking at you like, look, it ain't just about you and me. I got people for you. You know, God desire relationship. We, we, I believe we are innately, we innately desire to connect with other people. Yeah. So we just want to start with that. I know it's simple here that this first thought here, but that is God's whole heart for humanity is that they will get along <laughs> with each other. All right. So, cool. You're going to, so just so you get, you guys all know when we're, it's so awkward because when we're by ourselves, we're cool. But when we have to do something <laughs> together, it's like I'm looking this. at her like, you going to read Are you going to talk yeah. next? So work, it, work with us. We're here being real up here. Um, yeah. We're under construction. It um, but um, our first point is to be authentic. And um, without authenticity, there's no there's no relationships, no healthy relationships. You have to be authentic. And what does authentic means, mean? It means to manifest on the outside who you really are on the inside. And um, a few weeks ago, uh, you were talking about um, hypocrite. hypocrite. And I thought that was one thing that really stood out in his message to me, the definition of hypocrite in the Greek and what it really meant. And I'll let him share that because it was part of his message. He kind of glossed over it because that wasn't the point. But even as we started to prepare for this and even what the word hypocrite means and how um, opposite uh, it is to what authentic means, it is so important that we understand the difference between authentic and hypocrite. And we all have our own um, definition of what a hypocrite is. I'm sure in your mind right now you're picturing a person who's a hypocrite or you think is a hypocrite. But, um, or they did some hypocrite things. <laughs> Anybody know anybody things. that I'm did sure. some There's a picture in your mind. But when you look at the definition of what it is, each one of us has manifested a little bit of hypocrite at some point in our lives. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead right. and um, do yeah. that. So once again, this. yeah, our first point, be authentic, which basically means to manifest on the outside what's on the inside, to really allow who you are to come out. Um, and we'll get into what that means a little more. But just to reiterate what you said, we'll talk about hypocrite. Once again, authentic means in a relationship that I'm going to give you who I really am and I'm willing for you not to like him. Speaking of myself in third person. <laughs> you know, I'm okay with you not, because this is the real deal. This is Sean. If, if it doesn't, if, if you're like not my thing, that I have to be okay with that. And so, because I want to connect, and if you're not wanting to connect with him, I ain't going to give you somebody else. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. Thank you, John. Appreciate that back there, brother. Like, like you're going to get me and, and my sanctified self, hopefully, that Jesus, that Sean slash Jesus, not like all the garbage. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just being myself. Well, hold on. You need to <laughs> sanctify that self a little bit. But you guys get the point. That authentic is that I'm going to give you me. And, I, and, and so maybe I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves. But here, hypocrite means this, really. And I, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's like hypocrite really means the, the Greek word hypocrite. Hippo means under. Crit means, means judge. So to judge under a mask or to really, that's where they, back in those days, in Greek culture, 
Actors were called hypocrites. That was what they called an actor because they were behind a mask. It wasn't the real person. They were a hypocrite. So they kind of extracted that term from the world of theater, if you will, and said, oh, if you're, and Jesus looked at the Pharisees, the religious people, says, look, man, you got so much going on inside. You're acting one way, but that ain't really what's going on inside. And Jesus was like, what's really going on? Look at your neighbor and say, what's really going on? And, and he said, you're a hypocrite. So it's to hide under the mask. And I'm going to say this here, that, that even in this, we're going to go a little deep here about this. It's not just that people, because sometimes hypocrites, sometimes we call somebody hypocrite like, because their motives are wrong. Mm -hmm. They come into our life and they are trying to hurt us or there's some evil intent. But there's times that we can be hypocrites mm -hmm. simply because we're scared to be who we really are. Mm -hmm. we're, we're afraid of that, whether it came from shame in our past or what people told you about your, the, you, they tried to shut you down. So you're not necessarily intentionally trying to hurt anyone or be a hypocrite, but you're just, look, you are hiding behind a mask in the context of relationship. And, and we want to, as people of God, take that shame off and you be authentic. Yeah. Allow who's inside to come out. Your quirky little self, let it come out. Come on, come on somebody. All right? So. No, it's good. And even to just expound on that um, uh, and how hypocrite means playing a role. Mm -hmm. So you're... Pretending to be something you're not. Pretending to be a person you're not. And think about it. You could, a lot of us, you meet someone, you're like, that's, that's not, they're not being for real. She's not telling, like, you know what I mean? Like, you have this, I believe that every person has this internal type of... Intuitive. Of, yeah, you can be intuitive, but like this internal, like, fake meter where that person's being a little fake. That person's being a little fake. But even when you think about it in terms of relationships, um, I wouldn't be able to be married if he didn't see the real me. We would not have a successful marriage um, in terms of what we deem successful. Um, we would not be here if I didn't let him see the real me, the authentic me. The good, the bad, the ugly, the, the pretty, the, the everything. And that means that I don't get to put on a mask and say, this is who I'm gonna present to you today. This is who you get to see and expect that people are gonna want to be in relationship with you. You can't have, the, you can't have a desire for relationship, but then not be willing to put yourself in a place to be authentic and be real so people can get to know the real you. Because think about it, think about the relationships in your life. Think about the people who truly know who you are and think about the people who only know a sliver of who you are or who you let see certain parts of who you are. Um, every one of us does that to, certain, to, cer to a certain degree. And we'll, we'll go a little deeper in terms of um, how it's healthy sometimes to be like that with some people. Mm -hmm. But if you're truly genuine, because a lot of times I hear from people, oh, I, I don't have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of people um, I can talk to. I don't have a lot of people I can hang out with. And um, one of the first questions is, is, are you making yourself available to be a friend? Because you know in Proverbs it says, in order to, to have friends, you must show yourself friendly. And sometimes being the first person to take that step, stepping yeah. out of, outside yeah. of your fear box, yeah. 
stepping outside of the things that, that are preventing you from, from really encountering and embracing God's best for you in relationships. Sometimes we are the wor our worst enemies and we have to be able to step outside of our comfort zone, be our real self at risk that somebody else might not like or appreciate you and deal with that and be it's like, that's okay. Process of that elimination. is okay. That means we are just not meant to be friends. Yeah. I will find somebody else who I can connect with, someone I can, I can be me with. And that's okay. Not everybody is meant to be your friend. Yeah. Like, right. it is what it is. It's all it's good. That's a good thing, in. actually. You don't want that many friends. Come on, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if you had as many friends as follow you on social media? Oh, you would not have a life. You'd be like... No schedule. Anyway. <laughs> Your schedule would be shot. Come on, somebody. I think we need to change the name on social media. Those aren't friends. Acquaintances. I have, I have so many thousand Facebook acquaintances. So many thousand. Yeah. All right. Right? So, where were we, babe? Talking about being authentic. Yeah, authentic. A little piece of his real self yeah. coming out here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so look, Psalm, Psalm 139, verse 14. Psalm 139, 139, verse 14. I will praise you. I will praise you for I am. Everybody say, I am. I am. Say it again. Say, I am. I am. Say it again. Say, I am. I am. Fearfully. Fearfully. And wonderfully made. And wonderfully made. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm wonderful. I'm fearful. <laughs> All right. Say it again. Say, I am. I am fearfully, fearfully and wonderfully made and wonderfully okay? made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. My soul knows very well. I can be who I've been called to be because I have been created to be something wonderful, something fearful. Awe. We, went, we just went through a series awestruck. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you are fearfully and awfully made, not in a bad sense, but in awe. Okay, and so that's the basis of authenticity, meaning, you know, there's another scripture in, in the book of Philemon. I didn't give this to them, but I'll read it quickly here, and I'll let my wife kind of communicate here a little bit. But if, if you, if you want to write this down, but in Philemon, uh, it's only one chapter, so verse 6, it says, That the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. Hmm. Look at your neighbor and say, I got some good stuff in me. I got some good stuff in me. All right, so look at your neighbor and say, I'm a good thing. <laughs> okay, so, so effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in me, what? In Christ. You might have some past stuff, might have some issues you're working out, but in Christ, you got some good stuff. And you are not just going to benefit from a relationship, you're going to benefit the relationship. Amen. You got something to bring to the table. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, I got some good stuff. Got some good stuff. So once, said, once again, be authentic. This isn't a slant like be real, don't be fake. No, <laughs> allow who you've been called to be to come out yeah. and be okay if people can't jive with that. Yeah. All right? And yeah. just you got to walk that thing through and say, okay, cool, I'm just going to be me. And then you get around the right people. You know, the, that old adage, a lot of people say this, you know, be around people where you're celebrated, not tolerated. But you got to bring that reel out just to find out who's going who's gonna to dance with you. Come on, somebody. So allow that to come out. Uh, go ahead and be real. I, just a quick example here. When I first got saved, I come from the world of craziness. And so I got saved as a teenager. And so I noticed I was in the skateboard industry as a teenager. 
And so much of my self-worth came from, at times, because I was so young, not saved, came from how many pictures I got in a magazine, uh, skateboarding, how, what kind of trick I did last week, and how people found out about it. So much of my identity came from performance. So when I got saved, I noticed I got around my Christian friends. I was like, I felt like I could be like, whew. Like they knew who I was in the skate industry. None of them were at that caliber. We all skated. But I didn't have to wear that kind of thing around them. I could be me. I could have some real talk. And it was so refreshing for me as a believer, newly saved, to get around some people where, man, like I could, I could just be me. And, that, and it was in that Christian community where I would began to be more vulnerable in a good sense, like just be Sean, not like the image, you know, not like, you know, the, the, the headlines, like this is who I, I could just kind of, you know, let my guard down. So, yeah. Look at your neighbor and say, be authentic. <laughs> Keep it real. So, yeah. And when we met, I didn't even know anything about skateboarding. So, there was none of that, like, oh, you're so-and-so, like, when I came here. Um, no, nothing. There was I, and nothing. I, I, it's not like I was something any big, it's, uh, for real, like, even in that world. But I'm just, anyway. He doesn't like trying. to be on the receiving end of some of that. No, yeah. he, oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. But no, even in terms of, um, I always share this um, when I talk about relationships. And even for me, our, our growing up, our, our upbringing has been very different. And for me, um, I was blessed to experience some very, um, to grow and develop in some very good relationships, even from a young age to this day. Um, still very close to some of these people. And if I were to share some of the things that um, we had to walk through to get to this point, where when, you're, when you become authentic, when, when you become authentic, when you are authentic and when you are who you are with people, um, truly who you are with people you trust, um, it changes you because it, it uh, removes the burden, removes the weight yeah. Of, yeah, of constantly putting, yeah. putting yeah. on who you think you need to be for everybody. Yeah. You get to a place where it's just like, you know what? Take it or leave it. This is, this is, I, you find it with older, as people grow older, they become, they just don't care anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're for just real. like, this, this is what true. it is. That's Take so it or true. leave it. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. that is a quality. Like grandpa or grandma, they don't care. <laughs> they don't Anybody care. got any grandpa or grandma? They will tell you and just be like, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. We can a, learn from that. We can learn Us from that. Us young folk can learn from that. We can learn from that because it's important good, to, be, um, to be in that place where it's like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And to be around people who will take you just the way you are. Because when they see that you are being authentic, it breeds that type of relation that it's it healthy, breeds that yeah. for other people when they sense that this person's really being real with me right now that opens up the door for other people to be real as well and when you when you begin that way when you start that way um relationships deepen 
they grow. You go through your ups and downs and you realize that you can, you can enter into disagreements or you can um, be at the opposite end of, of perspectives and still respect each other and love each other. Not because, oh, I think differently than you. Um, that is something to be celebrated. I yeah. have some girls that are very close to me and we used to say when we were younger, I don't know if we would have been friends if we weren't family um, because we're so different. But over the years, we've learned to value the differences because where they're strong, I, I'm like, I need your help here because I don't know what's going on. That is not my strength. I am not, like I have a cousin who's very mercy driven. So she's very, um, let's just gather them all in and, and let's just minister to every single need and, and all of that. Very forgiving. And she used to have people do stuff to her and treat her wrong. And I was like, you need me to deal with this for you because I don't know how you're sitting there smiling and the grace of God is coming out of you and these people are treating you wrong. But what I learned from her though, like she's obvious, she learned a little something from me too, but. Um, sure did, she sure did. What I learned from her. She sure did. What I learned from her, though, is that um, the love of Jesus can prevail even in the middle yeah. of challenging relationships, yeah. even when you are being mistreated, like that scripture that talks about um, um, praying for your enemies and people who mistreat you. And um, she lived that out. And I watched her. Mm. And if I hadn't been in a place where we were in relationship, I wouldn't have seen that and seen even the weakness in my own life where I needed to develop that because I was not mercy driven. Like, I was like, handle your stuff. Like, get, get together with Jesus and deal with your stuff. So I have come a long way. Yeah, um, but it, be, it, <laughs> it came as a result, though, of relationship with her. Because yeah, it good. identifies that's when you're good. in relationship with people, it. It, it starts yeah. to, you start to see and value yeah. certain things yeah. in people. And you're like, you know what? Maybe I can work on that in it's my good. own life. It's good. Maybe I can, can develop in that mm -hmm. area. It doesn't mean that I'm trying to be like them right. per se. It means that I am able to acknowledge the things in my life that, are, that maybe I haven't allowed the Lord to kind of touch it. on. But yeah. because of my association with and my friendship with certain people, it highlights and points the light on areas in my life that I'm like, okay, I need to get that in check. I need Good. to start working on that and let the Lord really do a deeper work in, in me. So relationships are not just, um, just for your benefit um, to grow, but it's also for the others as well. People yeah. want to people wanna yeah. know. When you're authentic and vulnerable, people gravitate yeah. to that. Yeah. They recognize yeah. that and they're it's like, true. okay, I can, I can kind of chill around this person because they're kind of being real right mm -hmm. now. So, yeah. yeah, it's safe. You ever know, you ever feel like you're, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, I, I, uh, I can't trust this person. It wasn't anybody here at this community, but um, no, for real. But it was somebody said, I can't trust, you know, this particular person, but I feel like I could trust you. And, and it's because, and it, it was no real blatant reason. It's just something that just didn't feel authentic coming from the other person. And so it wasn't safe. Remember we talked about how the fear of the Lord how Abram was like, he, he lied about, 
his wife because he felt there was no fear of the Lord in the place. He's like, man, so he had to put on a game. He had to put on a mask mm -hmm. because the environment wasn't authentic and he was scared and, and, it, and it produced a fear in him to be vulnerable because he perceived that there's something wasn't right there. And so our second point is this, just like my wife had said, uh, how others benefit from it, we benefit from it. Number two, the second point here is authenticity is a bridge. That's what it is. It's not just so you, look, I, it's just so I can be real and feel fulfilled. No, this is a bridge. This is, this is how you will tap into, um, think about this, Jesus, vulnerable on the cross, you know, was a bridge for us to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. His vulnerability was our bridge. Yeah. And so my vulnerability is a bridge for people. Your is a bridge. And so um, it's so powerful in a relationship. When you allow you to be you, it becomes a bridge. In Ephesians chapter 4, uh, verses 2 and 3, um, this is the NIV version I'm going to read here. But it says, be completely humble and gentle. Mm -hmm. Be patient. Bearing with one another in love. Here we go. Making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Making every effort. In, in the New King James, it says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And so there's something so powerful about when we're humble and gentle and patient, bearing with one another, we create a bridge of unity in our relationships. And this is the thing, is it's a bridge, so it must be mutual, right? For any relationship, there's got to be this exchange. There's, it's got to be, if, if there's like the vulnerable one, and then there's like the masked one. That is what you call an unhealthy relationship. One that kind of, you ever, you know, might have been in a relationship with a guy and a girl. And, the, and one of them's just like, ah, and the other one is playing them. <laughs> that is unhealthy. Amen. Quiet. And so, or vice versa, you both playing each other. That is, oh, you got two people kind of playing a game unhealthy you got one person getting played unhealthy I don't care how much of a player somebody is they are lonely because they are not connecting authentically and they are not being them here it is the result of inauthenticity is that a word unauthenticity being the un lack of authenticity there we go the lack of Thank you, Crystal Gale. The lack of authenticity, the result of the lack of authenticity <laughs> is loneliness. It don't matter how, like, good you are. The lack of, the result of having the lack of um, authenticity. <laughs> right, you get it. When authenticity ain't there, you're going to be lonely. There we go. That's better. Right? You guys got it? But when we kind of <laughs> open up, and, and, you know, when we open up, you know, when we, you know, uh, uh, now, now you say, that, well, that's kind of scary. That, 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 Crystal Gale used the term, like, your fear box. And it's an art. And we got to learn to do this if we want real relationships, long-lasting, authentic, real-deal relationships. There's got to be that step of faith that I am willing to open up a little bit. I was just talking to somebody um, and, uh, not too long ago, and they were just talking to me, one of our team members just saying, you know, this, God's been dealing with me about this, and they were like, I'm sorry. And I was like, cool. Like, I wasn't tripping at all. It wasn't like this big 
hairy demon or something. Um, and even if it was, I'd walk that person through it. But they just felt like God dealing with them about mm-hmm. something. And it was more of just their approach to certain things. And they were like, Pastor Sean, I'm sorry. And I was like, wow. I was like, I honor you for that. For you to even just have this conversation, to, to hear from God and kind of and be vulnerable and say, man, I've been missing this, and I've been missing it, and I'm going to do better, and this is what God's telling me. I'm like, that is a real deal connection there. That is a sign of maturity in this young leader. And so, um, so yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to just add to that, too. Even in a relationship, even for us, um, in a marriage relationship, or not yet marriage, if you're in a relationship, um, it's possible to... Um, not be vulnerable even in this relationship it's possible Mm -hmm. even when when we're just living life and doing things and um where he talked about just being like just letting it all out um and the other person just not even connecting in that moment because that is pretty much our story when we're in the middle of a disagreement um he's the and i'm the i feel so much better after i so much better and I'm like you're let's shut it down shut it down and but the thing is when that (laughs) happens when he lets it all out and I'm not in a place to receive or even listen or I've shut him down there is no growth no closure no discussion nothing that's going to come out of that if I'm not willing to be vulnerable in that moment and say listen what you're saying is hurting me how you're saying it is hurting me your tone is hurting me and it takes me being vulnerable even in the moment when I'm angry um, it takes vulnerability for us to get past that moment yeah. but coming out of that there's always a blessing on the other side there's always this okay we got past that yeah. what's was, next it was it was a high seas to get there to the calm you know, anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> we had to navigate the storm. But when we got on the other side, we're like, oh, oh I love you, babe. It so feels so much better once you get past yeah. it. Yeah. But it requires that both people are vulnerable Yeah. in a relationship. Both of us it's a bridge. have to be. We don't, you cannot, I don't get the choice to say no. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to talk about it. Because then that means that it doesn't allow him to grow in terms of knowing me and knowing how to, um, how to, for lack of a better term, to minister to me in that moment. Because even in your relationships, um, like we talked about, there's always this giving and receiving. So if you're not willing to be vulnerable, if you're not willing to learn about the other person. If you're not willing to let people learn about you, people will never know how to minister to you in your times of need. They won't know this is what she needs in this time. They won't know how to be a friend if you don't let people know how they can be a friend. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's it's like teaching people about yourself. Yeah. You have to teach people. Not everybody is just going to be like, oh, I know what they're feeling. Let me go do this. No, it means that you have to break it down. I have to tell him, this, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. I like it when you do this. I don't like it when you do that. I don't like it when you say stuff like that. But this, I appreciate. Like you, if, in order for him to know, 
that I appreciate it, I have to tell him. And that goes for every relationship. That is how you grow. That is where the bridge is built. Yeah, it's good. And you constantly build bridges. It's constantly building bridges. It's never just one bridge. Yeah. It's this like constant. One, it's a two-way street. Constant giving yeah. and receiving. It's good. In Galatians 5 verse 15, this is a pretty intense scripture here. This is the opposite side of this, what could happen when we're not authentic. is But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. It's talking about relationships here. You know, bite and devour one another. Because I understand, like, if it's an unhealthy relationship, you don't need to be vulnerable. That person, you need, because you're about to get bit. You know, and devoured. And so, we need to not chew people up just because they're different. Yeah. We don't, you know, they're just not like you. My wife says that to me every so often. <laughs> they're, they're not like you. They, they, they think differently. They, they, they do things differently. And I'm like, well, that's the problem. <laughs> they're not like yeah. yeah. He literally right. says, say that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I'm like, so, you need look to it. sit down. I, I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm under construction. But, but in relationships, you know, uh, you know but, but if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. We don't want to do that to people just because they're different. When somebody's putting it out there, we need, to, we need to care for that person, love on that person, encourage that person, and, and, you know, so they don't close up. And here's another one here, Romans 12, verse 20. Here's the opposite of that. Romans 12, verse 20. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Learning that person's rhythm, giving preference, learning what they want, you know, like yielding to them in a sense, uh, learning their rhythm. And so uh, being kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. This is relationship here. This is, mm -hmm. you know, this is just, this is just your, your classic relationship scripture. Brotherly love um, in honor, giving preference to one another. So there we go. Yeah. Um, here we go. Last point I feel point like you should open it up for questions. Oh, I, I feel like there's yeah. a quiet and then yeah. it's like. Does anybody have questions? <laughs> no. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Save them for next week. Next week. Next week. Because um, we'll talk about even more like real life yeah. um, applications of some of these um, things. Yeah. And, um, there, you know, there's been times even uh, in serving the Lord and stuff that in my relationships, even in the church world, if you will, that I can gather from the relationship that, hmm, you know, the, coming from the other side didn't feel as authentic as I wanted. Not that they're fake. It might just be where they're at, the way they grew up. And I was like, oh, okay, I got to flow with this person where they are. Yeah. And it, you know, I, you know, and I grew up in an environment too. I'll just share this quickly here. I grew up in an environment where I had a lot of distrust for people. Uh, being abused as a child, you just naturally, like, look, you know, I grew up as a kid just looking at people with one eye open, like, you know, just kind of distrusting, like, I don't even know you. Why are you so friendly? <laughs> when I first experienced the church world, I was like, get away from me. You know, you're, you know, like, you're in my personal space. So I had a lot of issues with that, right? And so with that came maybe just this awareness of people because I had to read them. <laughs> so I was like, you know, so with that, even now, I have to monitor that 
that, that, that yes, I can have maybe a discernment of a situation or a person, but I have to process myself and say, hey, you know, I got to, you know, not come off like I'm so skeptical or something. And, and, and really learn how to, uh, even if I read a certain way about a person or I have a certain intuitive ability maybe to read a person. So, you know, certain people are streetwise with people. And so just because you, in Christ, just because you can read something doesn't mean you diss them or disregard them or push them away. That you, that you learn in Christ how to walk with people from where they are giving preference to one another yeah and so, not setting or putting unrealistic expectations yeah, on like people. they need to be where i am because i need them to be no yeah no it's not yeah. about you yeah. it's about their journey too and when it's authentic and you really appreciate and value a person for who they are um you can value them along their journey and you can walk with them along their journey and they can walk with you along your journey. The moment you put expectations on people, um, unrealistic expectations on people, you're setting yourself up for some disappointment, right. period. Yeah. Like there's no, you're gonna be like, well, why didn't they do this for me? Why am I always doing this for them and they don't do this yeah. for me? Well, maybe it's because one, well, we're gonna get to that. Um, one, maybe this person, shouldn't be in your life, number one. Um, and number two, maybe your expectation of them is not reality. It's not where they are. And that's not fair to them, and it's not fair to you. Because every time you look at them, you'll see disappointment. That's all you'll see. You'll never see the potential of what it could be. You'll never see the potential of who they are in their journey with the Lord and in their journey as people. Because yes, we're growing with the Lord, but we're also growing as people. We're in, there are different facets that make you you. Being your spiritual life, your relationship with Jesus is an element of what makes you you. But there are all of those other parts of us as human beings that, that um, make me crystal gale and if i'm only willing to grow in one area and and not grow in the others um i will be stunted and everybody who who connects with me is not going to get anything from me um if i'm not willing um and able to be that person to them and not put those unrealistic expectations on others and not let people put unrealistic expectations on you because you know where you are, you know yeah. what you're capable of, and sometimes we allow other people's expectations to define who we are and how we relate to them, but that is not how it should be. You have to, this is where it comes, talk, we're talking about being authentic, where you come into this, when you become saved, you, you come into this understanding of who you are in Christ. And as you grow in that, it starts to settle some things in your heart and in your spirit with your relationship with the Lord. And when you come into knowing who you are, there are some things that people will not be allowed to do to you. There are things that people will not be allowed to say to you because of who you are in Christ. Right. I know who I am. Yeah. So when I know that there's a virus coming, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 you don't get access to this. Yeah. I know who I yeah. am. And it doesn't mean you shut people down. All, right. You know what I mean? But you have to be wise. And yeah. we're going to touch on yeah. that. You have to be, use wisdom yeah. um, and allow people to, yes, come and talk to you. But then at the same time, you're setting up boundaries here mm -hmm. and, and saying, you know what? I know who I am and I know how much access I can give you because I know if I let you in too close, 
I'm gonna get burned and I'm smarter now than I was before and I'm not going down that road anymore. Amen. Amen, that's good. Come on, give it up. Worship team, you guys can come up. We're going to close. We're gonna close. So that brings this. us to our last point here. Yeah. Worship team, you guys can come up. Uh, brings us to our last point here is know your limits. Know, look at your neighbor say, know your limits. Which, which basically means, you know, you got to set those set boundaries. boundaries. In the midst of being authentic, creating a bridge with people, is it's all context. Depending on the person, situation, history with that person, you got to know your limits. Every relationship. Yeah. Being under construction has limits. Yeah. You know, if you go to a construction site, you got like, you don't go in there. You got signs up, stop, slow down, yield. You have indicators personally with certain people. And get, having a boundary with an unhealthy person is not not loving them. Yeah. It's actually loving them yeah. and loving yourself. Yeah. Like boundaries are not hate. They're not, I don't like you. They, they are for the purpose of being healthy, all right? Boundaries, know your limits. There are limitations in re certain relationships, and that is totally normal and okay. Um, Romans 12, verse 18 says this. Romans chapter 12, verse 18. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. They might not be at peace with you, but I, I'm good. And you might be hating on me because I need a boundary here. I've been letting you in a little too much, and you're bringing me down. I need a boundary. I'm going to church on Sunday morning. I'll see you afterwards. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I'm not going to go to that place no more. And whatever that place is, fill in the blank. But you know what? I love you. But I need, I need to know my limits. As much as it depends on me, live peaceably with all men. Here's the last scripture here. And I'll let my wife close here. Psalm 119, verse 33. Sorry, verse 63. Psalm 119, verse 63. Once again, be authentic. Authenticity is a bridge. In the context of that, we got to know our limits. Yeah. Understand boundaries and all that good stuff. But Psalm 119, verse 63 says this, I am a friend of those who fear you. Different kind of friend here. My inner circle got some people that fear God in it. I'm going to continue to love and reach people. But when I'm going through it, I want to talk to a certain type of person that's going to give me the word. You know, I can trust my wife. You need some objective people in your inner circle that don't put up with your stuff. Yeah. I got three amens and one band member gave me a shout out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a friend of those who fear you. Right? Uh, to all who follow your precepts. Different level of a friend. My inner circle, man. I want some people around me that are going to keep me in that inner circle. Right? You know, you got the temple, you got the inner court. You got the, you know, the outer court, inner court, holy of holies. You got that holy of holy friendship. I want to stay in that place with God. And I need the people in that circle keeping me thriving in that space. So once again, know your limits. And um, with that point, uh, it's important to, you know your limits, you set your boundaries. Um, Nobody can set those boundaries That's for good. You. That's really good. No one else that is really can good. That's um, a good set word. those 
those limits yeah. for you. Yeah. Like that is good. You have to know, and most of us do know. You know when something is unhealthy in your life. You know. Yeah. Look at your neighbor. Say you know. You know. Come on, you know. You know. You know. If there are people in your life who are only pulling, pulling, pulling. Taking. Taking, taking, taking. But I love them. Yes, you do. Yeah. So love them even more and put a boundary there. There's some people who um, <clears throat> who like to, we joke about this. There's some people who will call us sometimes and we love them. But they like to stay on the phone for a long time. And as much as we love them, we're like, we Boundaries. can't, we can't, not right now. So we either, we yeah. make a choice. I got this out-of-state friend. I love him. But <laughs> he so always great. calls, he at, calls the, at the wrong time. It's always time. that dude on the, like, on my phone. Like, like we're in the middle of something. He? Chaos. Like kids going crazy and stuff. And he's calling. And I'm like, But he's calling to talk. Like you know talk. What I'm and I'm like, I'm It ain't sorry, like, honey. oh, I love you, man. <laughs> it's like, he's got something to talk about. And he's a great guy. Great he is. guy. Love him. Love him. Love. But, love. Um, hey, hey, love. This ain't not love. <laughs> it's just a boundary. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no I'm, I'm going to text him. Bro, message is for you. <laughs> listen to that, brother. Oh, my Let me goodness. know what you got out of it. But, no, seriously, though, you have to set your own boundaries and set your own limits. I ultimately am responsible for who I let in my inner circle. Preach I can't it, blame my husband for this friend who did me wrong if my husband already told me, why is this friend in your life? Like, what are you, why are you allowing them access? When you have people in your life that are willing to tell you the truth, that's your inner circle. People will tell you the truth. Know your limits. In the face of your anger, your pain, your hurt, if they will still tell you the truth and still be your friend tomorrow after you cuss them out, that is your friend. That person is your friend, where they will still pick up the phone and be like, all right, yeah. it's all right, you had your moment, yeah. let's right. let's just move on. Yeah, like my wife, her cousin's really close, and they like argue about stuff, like, we don't they'll argue. be, well, they, well, that's what I call it, but they'll be like talking about politics, all this, uh, like more cult stuff going on, current events, so disagree, disagree, and I'm like, you got, do I need to come in here and pray for you guys? <laughs> and it's not that they're being disrespectful, it's just that, what I've noticed from it is they're able to disagree and shut the door on that disagreement, and they're cool. It's just they're okay with each other having their own opinion and they're not going to shut a relationship down just because they're different. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And it's so important even in your inner circle. And we're, gonna, we're closing. We're closing. Promise. I know we've had our, our, our time clock yeah. um, signal. But um, even in your inner circle, it's so important that you don't only have people who are just like you. People who will only say yes. Yeah people who who will only do what you want them to do and and you know they're all we always have people in our lives like that who will, who are just yes people who aren't gonna tell you or call you on your stuff it's important that you diversify your your inner circle because that is where you find strength when you find people who are different than you it opens your eyes to things to, to experiences to Good. to cultures that um, that cause you to grow as a person. 
So when you do see things, for example, when you see things on the news, you see things on the TV, because things are crazy right now in the world. So when you're looking at the news, you're looking at the TV, you don't just look at it through one perspective, but you can see it through the eyes of others and how it truly affects the world and truly yeah. affects people. Um, because the perspective, really, think about this, Jesus died for the world. So every single person going through pain or hurt or turmoil in the world, the Lord is looking at that and it's breaking his heart. And just think, if we can look at what's going on in the world, if Jesus came and died for the world and we're here in our, in our bubble and we're not exposed to things outside of our own little bubble, we don't have friends outside of our own little life, we don't see the perspective of other people, you cannot be that healthy person for other people right. if you're not willing to expose yourself to things that are different from what you've always known, what you've always it's good. done, what it's you've a good been word. taught. It is your responsibility it's a good word. to yeah. be authentic, but to also let people be authentic with you so you can grow. Yes, so they can grow, but also so you can grow. So you can really see where you are. Am I allowing people to be real with me? Do I have the type of of um, personality or even just who I am? Do I allow people to really be real? Am I being real so they can be real? Am I really being a friend so other, so they can be a friend to me? Look at yourself, examine yourself, let the Holy Spirit show you some things where you can grow and develop, be vulnerable, be, be vulnerable and be authentic. Because when you're vulnerable and authentic, that is the basis for every healthy relationship. Every healthy relationship. Every healthy relationship. It's not okay that I don't let my kids sometimes, yes, you, you try and protect your kids, but it's okay for them to see us in a disagreement because then we come out of it and we're like yes mom and dada had a disagreement we we were getting a little loud but we love you we love each other and it's okay you know what i mean because you don't want to shelter your children from everything because they're going to see it somewhere but they need to see it done right yeah, and you want to be that model it's okay if they see you cry they need to know that my parents can cry and have emotion and and my they, they need to know that I can be a parent who's going to worship the Lord vulnerability with your kids I need to have vulnerability with my husband for us to grow I need to have vulnerability with my girlfriends so they can tell me the truth when I need to hear it so I can tell them the truth when they need to hear it. with my parents I need to be vulnerable with them because they're going to get to a place where they're going to need me they're gonna have they're gonna be vulnerable and I am gonna have to be the one who's like mom dad let me care for you you know what I mean so every element of our lives requires an element of vulnerability and authenticity so we want to challenge you this morning are you being your true self are you allowing people to see who you really are if you're someone who struggles with relationships why is that? Are you allowing the Lord to really help you break down those walls so you can, you can experience the depth of relationship that he has just for you? Because he's got people who are going to have your back. He's got people for you who are going to surround you and cover you and be your girls. I'm talking to girls and guys, I don't know what you call your crew, but whatever. But you know what I mean? Let God do that work in you. Amen.
Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet here. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.